One of the main things we're going to be doing as soon as we can determine the, the volume that is utilizing uh, Fork Street is we're going to be moving through with a, a signal analysis to provide progression to Fork Street so that traffic, once you, once you take off from a green light, you kind of, as long as you're traveling the speed, you'll be able to hit the green lights as you continue and not have to stop at every light. So if we can keep that traffic moving, uh, hopefully the, uh, there, there won't be backups and you know, try to alleviate any, any type of uh, driver road rage. Another concern that came up had to do with trains. There are a lot of trains that to pass through the Downriver area. Some of them cross some of the major roads uh, where people might take an alternate route uh, as they're coming south. Um, is there anything that can be done to minimize the impact of all that extra traffic plus trains slowing things down? You know, the, uh, the trains were there first, and they have eminent right away. Um, we have no control over their schedule. We can talk with them and, and, and try to ask them. But they, they were there before the roadway was there, and they have eminent, eminent right away, and so they, they, they do what they need to do to run their schedules. And what about the bridges? I know that uh, construction has been completed now on both the Fort Street and Jefferson Avenue bridges uh, over the Rouge River. That also seems like something that is perhaps out of your control. Yeah, unfortunately, we have no control over the river traffic whatsoever. Um, it's, it's monitored by the Coast Guard, and we, we have no way to, to regulate that whatsoever. They, they come and go as, as, as they do. What else uh, should people know about this project that will help them? Well, I would say that the, the, the decision to close southbound and maintain northbound was done very deliberately. Um, the first was an, an attempt to maintain the cross-border traffic to and from uh, in and out of, out of state. Um, and outside of that, the decision not to maintain two lanes of traffic for both directions was very deliberate in that in this area we've experienced over the years that any time this section of roadway is taken down to just simply two lanes that the, the backups are horrendous. We're, we're talking six, seven miles of delays and drivers would experience that every single day. Also with that is if we were to put traffic on one bridge and put barrier wall directly between them. If there was an incident up there, a crash, there would be no way for an emergency responder to get up there to address that. So it, the decision that we made to close southbound and maintain as much mobility northbound as we can was done from both a mobility standpoint for traffic congestion and a safety standpoint. And that's safety for both the motorists and the workers building the job. The decision then for the, the detour route was again done very deliberately. Southbound has a natural detour diversion point to I-96 where I-96 as it begins there is no traffic because that's where 96 starts. So all of that traffic can take 96. We know the route is long, the designed route is long, that's done intentionally hopefully to capture the truck traffic to take them out and around but it's also done intentionally for the local motorists, the local commuters that they can find their own route. There's many diver diversionary arteries that take off from there. They can travel 94, M39, US 24. There's a lot of routes where people can find their own way that works best for them. Somebody asked why the project is 
as long as it is almost two years, not quite. If it ends on time, it would be uh, the fall of 2018, so about 21 months or so. Uh, one person asked why two years as opposed to one year. Um, I'm not a civil engineer, so I can't answer that uh, question, but uh, why is the timeline what it is? We've actually, you have to look at the bridge. This bridge, this Rouge River Bridge, is the largest bridge by surface area in the state of Michigan. It's number 50 in the country, or number 51 in the country. It is huge. This, this bridge encompasses over 20 football fields of concrete. That's a lot of work. We had uh, independent design consultant from out of state look at the plans to determine the most efficient way we could build the structure or rebuild this the, the, this bridge. And that was one bound at a time because the, the way these bridges are, they're actually independent. There's, it's not one surface area, northbound and southbound are independent structures. So we can build one structure in one year. It's, it's a manpower issue, it's an equipment issue, it's an access issue. We, this, is, this is the absolute most efficient and quickest way we can get this structure built. Is it too quick? I mean, how do you ensure that it's done on schedule but that corners aren't cut? We make sure the contractor adheres to all of our standards. They don't get to cut corners whatsoever. We have inspectors out there around the clock. If the contractor's working, there are eyes on them to ensure that they are meeting every standard and spec that is required. But it won't be finished until you're satisfied that it's safe. Absolutely. We will not do anything. And in fact, in other projects, if there's something that does not meet standard, they're made to redo it prior to even accepting the project.